something to say. Hello everybody and welcome to Project Shadow episode number 555. Lost a girl, found a sphinx. Can we crossplay now? Hey. Oh my goodness. This weekend. This weekend. Did you see it? Did you see it? I hope you saw it. New episode of Doctor Who. <laughs> I, I really think Peter Capaldi is going to be a great doctor. I'm very excited. I would do... I want to just dive in and do all the crazy spoilery things... But I'm not going to do that in this episode. I will do that in the future if you guys want me to. Just leave a comment on this episode over at ProjectShadow.com and let me know. And we will go through and do a detailed breakdown of the episode because it was awesome. Oh, It really made me feel a lot of the same feelings that I had when Peter Davison took over for Tom Baker. And that's a good feeling. Peter Davison is one of my favorite doctors. It's one of those things, you know, where you have to kind of rate doctors by how old you are. And Tom Baker will forever be my favorite. And that's just, it's probably because he was my first. But I also really, really love the storylines that he did. Peter Davison, uh, I don't know if he or David Tennant is my second. They, they, they're in a head-dead combat. And... It would be easier for me to say Peter Davison was my favorite if they would... My second favorite. If they would make it easy for me to get my hands on some of the episodes that I remember so fondly. Like, you know, the Guardians of Time episodes and stuff with the whole Talo thing. and oh, It really kind of gave me flashbacks to that. Like, I was expecting to see Celery on his lapel by the end of the episode. I had so much fun it was a very good episode it was not like anything that i expected very very good if you're not keeping up with doctor who dude you totally should because it oh just blew me away blew me away peter capaldi he had all the feels i didn't expect it to be as funny as it was i think that's the biggest thing that i can say that's not spoilery is i did not expect to laugh nearly as much as I did. I laughed a lot. There's a lot of really, like, almost slapstick funny stuff, and I'm wondering if that's going to be tapering off as we go into darkness, or how how they're going to be handling that, because, you know, Matt Smith's Doctor was very funny, and I'm wondering if this is kind of them dovetailing some of that funny into Peter Capaldi to kind of slowly acclimate us to a new darker Doctor Who, because this episode had a lot of very dark, dark moments. I would not say it's up there with Blink, but it had some moments that really kind of brought that back too. So, no, the Weeping Angels aren't in it, I will tell you that. But, oh my goodness, Doctor Who's back, and I could not be happier. It was so good. It was amazing. I can't wait for the next episode this weekend. I'm just counting down the days. Filling time until more Doctor Who happens. Alrighty, on to the news. And I'm, I'm starting with sadness, because I, I wanted to start with a really, really happy Doctor Who's awesome, and then 
Anna Silk announced today that the upcoming season of Lost Girl is going to be the last season of Lost Girl. And that makes me really sad. Lost Girl, well, I wouldn't say is one of the best shows on TV. It's one of the ones that I enjoy the most. You know, for my sci-fi money, it goes to um, Defiance. I think Defiance is one of the best sci-fi shows on TV right now. I am loving it so much. And I hope it gets renewed for a third season because I need more. But she announced in the video on YouTube, you can find a link to it in the show notes over at Project Shadow, that the next season, season five, is going to be the last season of Lost Girl, but they're going to go out with a bang. And part of that is they're um, lengthening the season. It's going to be 16 episodes this year, and they're going to apparently take a break in the middle. So it's going to be like two small seasons. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that, but I... <clears throat> Well, I want to be really upset that Lost Girl's going away, because, like I said, really enjoy this show. It has felt for a long time like it's building towards something, and that's what I'm hoping we get in Season 5, is that whatever it is that Bo is going to become, whatever it is that she is destined to do, that this is the season where she actually either completely fulfills or completely defies her destiny and I don't really know which one I would rather see I, I can see benefits to both but I am looking forward to it it is sad to know that this is the last season that we're going to be getting yeah but all things must end I suppose unless it's Doctor Who according to the people over at the Making Star Wars blog there there's a new book coming and I'm trying to get excited about the books again because I used to really love my time in the Star Wars expanded universe and then they they said what we do all along that it wasn't canon but they did it in a very rude sort of a way and they're like well, all that stuff wasn't canon we're gonna do our own thing but we're going to be writing new stuff that is and yeah then they decided that the Empire is the empire that just cannot fall and that that uh, yeah but anyway they're going to be releasing a book in july on july 7 2015 so that's a while away but it's going to be about assage ventrist and quinlan voss and i cannot wait for this if this is just a bunk rumor and it doesn't come true i will rage in fire because ventrist is one of my absolute favorite characters. I keep hoping that they find a way to stick her into the movies. I hope that she reappears on the Rebels show. Ventress forever. She is such an interesting character. They did such a good job making her where you you have pathos for her, yet she has all, so many flaws. She's, she's one of the most dynamic new characters that they added to the series. I'm excited about this. I'm going to read now the synopsis that they got from Jedi Bibliotheque. The last story never told in the Clone Wars television saga. A tale of trust, betrayal, love, and evil. Starring the hugely popular ex-Sith never-Jedi female bounty hunter Asajj Ventress. A tale written but never aired, now turned into a brand new novel with the creative collaboration of Lucasfilm Story Group and Dave Fellini, executive producer and director of Star Wars The Clone Wars and Star Wars Rebels. 
when the Jedi decide to target Count Dooku, Darth Tyrannus himself, they turn to his ex-apprentice, Asajj Ventress, for help in getting close to the slippery Sith Lord. But when unexpected sparks fly between Ventress and Quinlan Vos, the unorthodox Jedi sent to work with her, the mission becomes a web of betrayal, alliances, secrets, and dark plotting that might just be the undoing of both Jedi and Sith, and everything in between. <laughs> I cannot wait for this book. And more, 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 more. Give me more Ventress. I really don't care what Han and Leia and all them are up to. It just, I don't care. I had the books. I had 20-some years of what they were up to. I'm good. I, I'm interested in characters like this. Interesting new characters. And hopefully we'll get some of those on the TV show. But I can't wait for this. Over on the Project Shadow Tumblr, which you can find at projectshadow.tumblr.com. <clears throat> I've been trying not to talk about this. And I may have brought it up a couple times in my weird Star Wars-y rantiness that I've had on the show. But... The leaked pictures of the supposedly new Star Wars Stormtrooper helmets. I don't like them. I don't like them. I don't like them. I don't think they look futuristic. I don't think that they look more advanced. I think they look like change for change's sake. I, I'm just... I'm not impressed. So, hopefully that is not a sign of things to continue. As well as the two old man Han pictures. I don't care. And this really should mean something to them, because I am one of the big Star Wars fans. I mean, my husband is a bigger Star Wars fan than I am, but, I mean, we have a three-foot Millennium Falcon in the office. Our living room is a shrine to Star Wars. We have the posters for the original trilogy on one wall. We have concept art and images from the other Star Wars movies around the room. I am literally... In a house surrounded by Star Wars. We are huge Star Wars fans. And neither one of us can give a crap about this movie. That isn't a good thing. And it might be for them. I mean, they may be tired of us. They may be wanting to attract a new audience. And maybe this film will do that. But I, I just... <sighs> Enough said. I'm not going to keep complaining. Not... I want to. Or not. If you want me to. Just leave a comment over the in the show notes for this episode of projectshadow.com and let me know because uh, I think there's a lot of frustration about what's going on with Star Wars out there and I feel way too often like I am just the ranty old curmudgeon and it's not that. I don't mind changes. I don't mind it when things get different. I don't, you know, I really don't. But those changes have to be interesting. And so far, everything that they've leaked just doesn't sound right. Like the puppets. I, I like the idea of puppets, because puppets are awesome, and Jim Henson is my personal hero, but Jim Henson is dead, and I, I just... I think that what we're going to see is some weird retro love story for a movie that never existed, or only existed in the minds of a few people. And that is not what I want the new Star Wars to be. It just isn't. Over at Discovery News, they've announced the discovery of some new sphinxes 
on an ancient tomb that is currently being um, unearthed. These headless, wingless sphinxes, but you can tell where their heads and wings should be. And I kind of wish they were there because the bodies are so beautifully sculpted. I mean, you can see the bones. I mean, you can, they're really, really nicely sculpted. I wish they were in more intact because I bet they were just spectacular when they were finished. They stand four and a half feet tall and weigh about 1.5 tons. Wow. They were apparently originally painted. They found um, paint, paint on them. The tomb dates back to about 325 to 300 BCE. And that's at the end of the reign of Alexander the Great. The tomb was discovered in northeastern Macedonia, about 65 miles from the country's second biggest city of Thessaloniki. And there is some speculation in here that this was the tomb of one of the prominent generals um, for, for Alexander. And they even speculate that this may have actually been intended to be the tomb for Alexander himself. And I'm one of those people that I firmly believe that Alexander the Great is buried in the tomb of St. Mark in Cairo. I'm sorry, in Alexandria. I, I really, truly believe that. The tomb of St. Mark was built where the tomb of Alexandria reportedly was, from all that we know from history. And I, I just... That, I can't prove that, but that's my personal belief. I think that's where he is. But if his body still survives at all. But I, I don't... I, I think there's too much historical legacy that, you know, he was buried somewhere in Egypt. So I don't... I don't they may have intended this for him, but Ptolemy, Ptolemy got what Ptolemy wanted, and he got the body of Alexander the Great when he died. So, um, yeah. It is really, really interesting. It is beautiful. I love me a Sphinx, and I thought I should share the link. And as always, you can find links to this and everything that we talk about over at ProjectShadow.com. Okay. For those of you who follow me on social media, you know I've been on kind of a kaiju kick lately. I... Yeah, I have a problem. I'm really in... I really have a deep-seated need to watch giant monsters destroy cities right now. I do. I don't know what it is. I have ideas, but I really need to be watching giant monsters right now. I've been re-watching the old Godzillas and stuff, and I'm about to get to Gamera, who I love. I love Gamera, um, and Ghidorah, and all of those good good classic movie monsters. If anybody knows any good kaiju films that I may not have seen, please, please, please let me know because I'm really trying to get a collection of kaiju films right now because that is really where I am. So, of course, I started rummaging around on the interwebs and I found this amazing Godzilla video set to Radioactive by Imagine Dragons. And I think what makes it as awesome as it is to me is... That one, it's cut really, really well to the actual song, but they use all of the history of Godzilla all the way up to like Godzilla 2000 and um, Godzilla Final Battle and all that. And it, it, if you are a Godzilla fan at all, it does not include anything from the newest film. But having said that, if you are a Godzilla fan at all and you like or at least can tolerate the song Radioactive, you should definitely go check this out. It really brought a smile to my face. Just looking at the page where the video is right now, 
I am all giggly and I can't just I just want to like stop talking and hit play and watch it. I will give you the warning that this and one of the other videos I'm going to talk about later um, is for some reason marked where it can't be played on a um, portable device. So you'll have to check this out on your laptop or something like that because I don't know the record label probably that owns the track is stupid. That, that's my guess. I could be wrong. Over at the Project Shadow Tumblr, though, you'll find a post that I reshared um, from Jaeger Kaiju um, Gesundheit. It is a movie poster for Godzilla vs. Cthulhu, a movie that, to my knowledge, was never made, and if it was, somebody sent me a link to it. Because this movie needs to be made. And we had a lot of fun this weekend kind of talking about this idea of if there were an actual fight between Godzilla and Cthulhu, who would win? And I really don't know. You know, there's part of me... Because what you're dealing with is you have a kaiju in Godzilla who is basically a beast. He works off of instinct and is sheer devastation. And in the person of Cthulhu, you have, I mean, he's, he, he has an intelligence to him. You know, he is the high priest of the star spawn. He is the one looking to see if this time is right for the elders to return. And what really kind of strikes me about the concept of this movie is if Godzilla were around and Cthulhu saw that the stars were right, that he could rise, it wouldn't just be Godzilla versus Cthulhu. You would have Azathoth returning. You would have Nyarlahotep. You would have, you know, Shubnigaroth. You'd have all of, you know, what would it be like to have, you know, Godzilla versus the Black Goat? You know what I'm saying? And just it it would the mashup possibilities of a brilliant, fun kaiju movie where you have. Godzilla versus the entire Lovecraftian pantheon just thrills me. So I would love to see this get made. This is one of those few things that makes me actually want to make a movie and buy like a rubber Godzilla suit and make a rubber Cthulhu suit and do like a 1950s, you know, man in rubber suit kaiju movie fan film thing. I mean, it really does. And you never know, I might get off my butt and actually make that happen. But the the thoughts of what this could be, oh, if that was a movie, I would stand around the block to see it. In other Imagine Dragons news, when I was watching the video that I was just talking about, the Godzilla radioactive video, over on the side I saw a link to a Pacific Rim radioactive video, and I have to just, like, include that in the share here, too. This is the other video that I was telling you about that, for some reason, they marked that you can't watch it on a mobile platform because they're idiots. But if if you get a chance, go check out these two videos. They are amazing. I, I can't wait for Pacific Rim 2, and this just amped me up. This is one of the best, if you will, trailers for Pacific Rim I've seen. It's basically a love... A, a, a loving homage to Gypsy Danger and everything that happened in Pacific Rim. Great video. Loves it. To kind of round off video day, because apparently everything that I found to share today came from a video, there was a wonderful video over on the Geek and Sundry Vlogs channel 
um, by Sachi about crossplay, gender bends, and um, gaijinkas. <clears throat> it was a really good video, and it was a very instructive video in a lot of ways, because as somebody who used to cosplay and wants to get back into it, I want to kind of spread the word and be kind of a, a cosplay evangelist, <laughs> as you know, as I've been over the years. That cosplay is a fun thing and is something that we should embrace. And this really made me think a lot about what is it that I want to do as far as cosplay goes. Because, oh, the world is so open. And that's kind of what I wanted to leave us on on this episode, which is going to be a relatively short one. If, for, especially for those of you who are familiar with me from con the conventions, if I were to cosplay anything, what would it be if I was thin and gorgeous I would definitely do Jareth because I think that would be awesome if I could put everything together and make it work though it would be murder on my back I would love to do one of the mystics from um, the dark crystal I think that would be epic but oh that would hurt my back unless I just got like a wheelchair and built it around the wheelchair because you know having to stoop over all day uh, that that's not your friend, um, especially when you got a bad back like I do. But that that would still be really really fun. That's something to actually think about because I might be able to make that happen. It'd be an expensive one because you'd have to get the chair and you'd have to make it look like the feet are moving. Uh, I don't know, something to think about. And it would be really really big. It'd be hard to get through the halls. Yeah, and it probably wouldn't fit in one of the elevators. So that idea is probably out. So, um, <laughs> but I. I the one thing that excites me about this in a lot of ways that she doesn't talk about, and it's something that I've actually seen a few times, is the idea of cross-play, not just as women playing male characters, which you see sometimes, and sometimes males playing female characters, but there's kind of a cosplay drag that I've seen some people do, and do really well, where they are taking the essence of a female character and without converting it over to what they would look like as a male character playing you know cosplaying that character and in a lot of ways that's probably more of what i would do i just want to put the idea out there because a lot of you especially from the conventions are always saying that hey eric uh, why didn't you do drag this year and this actually might be the way to get me to do that so yeah who would I dress up as? Who would I not look weird dressing up as? Hmm. Leave a comment, if you will, if you have any ideas of who you would like to see. And if you're thinking of doing any cosplay, or if you're currently designing a costume, leave a comment and a link to that too, because I think that would be wonderful for all of us to see. Kind of start a cosplay support group so that we can figure out how we are going to put together all of the wonderful, wonderful things that we are going to put together for the conventions in the not-too-distant future. I am so glad to be back with you guys. And you guys, you know how much I love you and how much your support means to me. I would like to point out, here as we're ending the show, that I am brought to you by your support. So thank you to everybody who has purchased my books over the years. I'm currently working on a new one. As well as some other stories, and I'm trying to figure out exactly how I want to get them out to y'all. But if you would like to have a very direct line of support into everything that I'm doing, you can help me out by going over to patreon.com slash C-E-Dorsey. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com 
slash C.E. Dorset. That's Dorset with two T's. And consider becoming a monthly supporter. Your support really means the world to me. And one of the things that I'm wanting to do is make... I'm, I'm wanting to break my addiction to Amazon for money. So... The way you can help me with that is by spreading the word and by becoming a supporting member over at Patreon so that I can just give away the stories. I can make the stories more freely available and be in more places without having to bow and kowtow to Amazon for everything that I have. That would be loverly, and I'll thank you forever. You can see all the rewards over there. You can see the new goals over there, including the improved forum and the professional audiobooks of both the back catalog and the books going forward if you guys can help me hit those goals that would be awesome thank you guys so much as always you can find this episode and everything that we do over at projectshadow.com keep an eye out over at oursolemnhour.com where you will be able to find new stuff soon that's the story and setting that I'm currently working in everybody have the fun. Talk to you soon. Bye.